This is our third and last lab on this unit, Matthew 6, 24 to 34, teachings of Jesus about anxiety. And what we've seen so far is that five times in this section, Jesus draws our attention to his main point, namely, uh, don't be anxious. Do not be anxious. It won't you any, do you any good being anxious. Why are you anxious? Do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. So there they are. One, two, three, and then two on the other one. Five times we call this the main point. And then we saw nine supporting arguments, and we drew these three inferences about how to read our Bibles. The Bible um, argues. It argues. It gives reasons. It, It doesn't just string pearls together. It is a chain instead of a string. And there are linked thoughts not just pearls. That's the first thing we learned. The Bible argues. This was life-changing for me to discover when I was 22 years old, having spent most of my life just fondling pearls on a string rather than admiring and understanding links in a chain of reasoning. Each unit of thought in the Bible has a, a main point, and everything else in that unit supports it. That's what main point means. So in the text we're looking at, there is the main point of don't be anxious, and there are everything else are arguments, nine of them. And so I said, third, figuring out how these arguments or supports work is what understanding a text is. If, if, if you said, do you think I understand the text? I would say, well, can you see how each of the nine arguments actually work to support your freedom from anxiety? And so far, we have gone through five of those, and we'll do the, the last four now and then finish drawing out our six lessons for interpretation. Do not be anxious. We're at verse 31. Do not be anxious, saying, what should we eat, what should we drink, or what should we wear? For the Gentiles seek all these things. That's argument number six. How is that an argument? Well, the Gentiles, the nations, are people who who don't know God, not as their father. And so you don't want to be like the Gentiles. If you're anxious about what you should eat and drink and wear, you're acting like people who don't know God, and therefore you're dishonoring God. So there's argument number six. Here's argument number seven. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. That's argument seven. How is that an argument? Two things. You have a father, not just a king and not just a shepherd, but a father. And he knows that that you have needs and what they are. Knowing that you have needs wouldn't be sufficient to encourage us. 
and being a father who might not know wouldn't be sufficient to encourage us. But a father who is God and who knows what we need is great encouragement not to be anxious. So that's argument number seven. But seek first the kingdom of God. Don't be fretting so much about what you should eat and drink, but seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And here comes argument number eight. All these things will be added to you. These things meaning all the food, all the drink, all the clothing that you need will be added to you. And I added that you need. There are many Christians who are poor, and some have starved to death, and some have been naked. We know that because in Romans 8, 35, Paul says, neither nakedness nor um, famine will be able to separate us from the love of God. And he doesn't mean it'll never happen to us, because in the next verse he says, we are being killed all day long. So this is a promise. These things will be, no question about it, added to you. What? Everything you need from your Father, He will give you. That's argument number eight. And here's argument number number nine. Therefore, do not be anxious for, there's the argument, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Meaning, there is trouble for every day, and there will be grace for that trouble every day. We know that from Lamentations 3.21 following. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There are new mercies every morning, just like there are new troubles every morning. But tomorrow's troubles are not designed to be dealt with by today's grace. And therefore, let tomorrow be anxious for itself. Every day has its sufficient trouble, and every day has its sufficient grace. That's argument number nine. Now let's go back to our list. What do we learn besides the fact that the Bible argues nine reasons, nine reasons, each unit has its main point, don't be anxious, everything supports that, those nine reasons, and figuring those out is what it means to understand. That's what we've been trying to do for these sessions is think through how those nine arguments work. So here are three more lessons I would draw out for us. Jesus assumes that facts, or let's say truth, the nine reasons, reasons, affect, or let's say influence, the emotions. Anxiety is an emotion. It's not a decision. We don't decide to get anxious. It happens to us. And so here's Jesus attacking this monster, this Sherman tank of emotion with 
facts, promises, truths, reasons, and therefore he believes, he assumes that his word given to our souls will have an emotional, even physical effect. That's lesson number four, which is just massive because there are dozens and dozens of commands to the emotions in the Bible, which we don't have any final control over, but he gives us truth to bring these about. If we say, well, it doesn't work for me, when I hear truth, it doesn't have an emotional effect on me. It doesn't take away my anxiety. Then we must add lesson number five, it works. Where the truths are trusted believed where there's faith. Look down in verse 30. O you of little faith, God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? If this argument, he's saying, is not having an effect on you, it's because you have little faith in what I say. Little faith in what I say. So faith is massively important here. We must trust. We must believe what Jesus says. Which leads us to the last lesson. Um... Therefore, pray for faith in his truth, in his reasons, and meditate on his his truth, his nine reasons. Because Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ. So the Bible argues, it gives reasons, every unit has a main point, Everything in that unit besides the main point supports it. Figuring out how the supports work is what it means to understand a text. Jesus assumes that coming to terms with these facts and truths and reasons will have an effect on our emotions like anxiety. And the reason they will is that faith is the connector, believing them, trusting them. And if we lack this trust in those nine arguments, We need to spend hours meditating on his nine reasons. One of those nine reasons is tailored for every one of your days. And we need to pray for faith.